Hello and welcome to this new episode of 10 Minutes On, the brand new JPIT Joint Public Issues Team podcast, where we look at what's going on in the world and we give the Joint Public Issue Team's take on the situation. Today we are talking to our wonderful colleague Steve Hucklesby, who was at COP26, and he's giving me, Ryan, and the wonderful Beth his take on what went on and some reasons to be Tell us a bit about, you know, for those of us who, who weren't there, what, what was the Blue Zone? What was going on at COP uh, for the last couple of weeks? And what, you know, what was it all about? The Blue Zone is where the government delegations meet um, and they try and work out some agreements um, around COP. But as you've probably heard, it's, uh, there are about 25,000 delegates because it involves a lot of civil society de- delegates as well. Um, of which I was one, and we are basically there watching um, and prompting, prodding, suggesting, uh, and trying to get access to the government delegations, to trying to understand what's going on behind the scenes and maybe get um, changes to texts and that sort of thing. It sounds like a really exciting place to be, but it's also quite a long conference. So during that time, obviously having nice conversations and you know, as you're saying, you're trying to input as much as you can. What did you spend your time doing? Um, other than, as you said to me before, wearing out the soles of your shoes by walking around. I had the opportunity to meet with a lot of our southern partners um, who were uh, at COP. And this is one of the really important aspects for us to, as churches, because we are a worldwide network, to make contribution to giving access to people from developing countries, people who are on the um, uh, front line of climate change impacts in order to be able to share their experiences uh, and to be able to have a voice at COP. So that's a really important part of um, what I was doing um, and learning from them as well uh, and then recording um, bits uh, of interview for social media. And what would you say the, the general vibe of the conference was? Was it a hopeful one? Was it a, uh, a cynical one? Maybe, maybe um, it, it fell between those two different things at, at, at different times. And are you coming away from COP more hopeful than how you went into it? Probably difficult to generalise a general vibe because people come to COP from different positions. But if there was one, I guess it's a mix of um, high energy um, everywhere um, and therefore ambition and at the same time a frustration. Frustration particularly with some of the governments which were holding out um, and making progress in some areas particularly difficult. And I was in a um, meeting with um, where Saudi Arabia and India both were not responding to the um, pleading of the co-facilitators of that working group not to bring new text and to be and to work on bridging proposals with other delegations, and um, doing quite the opposite in that meeting, which um, created a lot of visible frustration within the meeting. So you have all these political shenanigans going on um, within the main meeting, uh, and um, that um, somewhat dampens. Um, what um, could otherwise be a really dynamic uh, conference that moves us forwards. So you mentioned there that there was some 
frustration and I can imagine that everyone coming with different ambitions and hopes and that clashing up against that like political reality and we're actually recording during a day when the COP hasn't actually finished yet it finished in a couple of days and so so we know that the outcome hasn't actually come out but Steve how do you feel like COP has been going and I guess, how hopeful are you for a positive outcome from the event? Well, certain things we can um, identify have happened. So we've had some really good announcements around fossil fuels and um, ending investments in fossil fuels. Um, Some um, useful announcements on forests, although I remain a little bit sceptical on that and I want to have a look at that in coming days. Um, Some good announcements in terms of um, NDCs, these nationally determined contributions made by individual countries, Um, not there yet with getting to um, 1.5 degrees, but we're um, an awful lot better than we were actually three weeks ago. So you have to take some of these positives away with you uh, as well. Um, As we come to the last couple of days of COP, um, there's some heavy lifting to do by the um, world leaders, I would imagine, tomorrow. Um, and we hope and pray that we'll get some further success. Um, there's a statement which has been made, as people may know, by jointly by the United States and China. This is absolutely crucial that the United States and China can put their differences aside for a moment and work together on a crucial existential issue which um, affects uh, both um, parties. Actually, the statement doesn't say an awful lot, but the fact that they've made the statement together and committed to work together in a number of different areas um, is of value in its own right. Yeah, you used the word existential there, and I completely agree, and I feel like I look on and I think this is so existential, the world is on fire, we're in real trouble here. Can you give us any insight, help us understand why it is that people are dragging their feet, why, why countries are not rushing to, to act you know, decisively and boldly on this, um, and you know, how much sympathy, how much pragmatism do we have to view uh, that with, and how much... Are we entitled to just be annoyed and scared about about the existentialness of it? Well, we've got um, uh, a lot of politics um, in this, sadly. Um, and so you have got some countries which have got vested interests, for example, with if they've got large oil, gas, coal reserves. Um, you've got um, countries which, in order to be able to make the transition, simply don't have the funds, and they will need major um, international support for that. Uh, Then you've got the countries which are able to provide such support and have promised such support for years and years, Um, $100 billion uh, worth of uh, funding for mitigation and adaptation, which even in 2021 still is not there. Mm -hmm. That's one of our goals for this conference, is to put that funding in place. Um, What this means is these different parties are waiting for others to move first. Then finally, you've got the um, small island states and others that are um, developing countries that are critically affected um, by climate change already, saying, come on, guys, Um, this is simply not good enough. It's the time for us all to move together. 
Um, but that is the most difficult thing to achieve when the politics get in the way. And we know there's been more pledges to reduce emissions and to transition to a greener economy and greener fuel. Uh, but accountability is one of those difficult issues that we know is going to be necessary to help those to help countries to make that transition. Just wondering, Steve, if you can talk to us a little bit about your view on accountability. Is there enough at the moment? And is that something that we need to see more of so that countries, we know that countries are going to make that transition? I think it is, because pledges are really useful and they're good, but um, uh, the proof is in the pudding, um, and we all need to see that follow-up. Um, so there are different views as we stand today over how we account um, for these pledges. So, for example, um, in terms of the use of credit, carbon credits, whether we use um, uh, historic Kyoto um, carbon credits and apply them to a post-2020 um, period, um, uh, these carbon credits, you know, if you applied um, them, would cr critically puncture, if you like, the, um, uh, the, the carbon commitments which um, we are making across and the pledges that we're making today. So one last thing then, COP is obviously this international political affair and it can feel like everything hangs in the balance in terms of what these countries, what these world leaders decide to do and how seriously they, they decide to take the climate crisis. What can we as individuals be doing? How small should we feel? Um, do we have much of a, of a voice in this? Um, or are we just completely at the mercy of, of what the big powers decide to do and decide to say in the last few, few days of COP? Well, there's two things that we can do. One is um, with regard to our own emissions um, personally and as churches, um, and we're doing that already. Uh, and the second thing that we need to do is to uh, affect change on the wider level. Because in order for us to be able to do um, more personally, we need um, some of the systemic challenges, um, you know, where our uh, electricity comes from, how we are able to travel with low, more low carbon, travel options, um, uh, these require changes at a political then at a national and ultimately international level. So we come at this from a faith perspective because we see um, from our scriptures, um, uh, we see prophets calling for injustice to be rectified. And in our church's publication, uh, Hoping God's Future, we talk about how the scientists echo the calls of Old Testament prophets uh, in this respect. And that's a role, I think, which um, each of us can play in bringing this to the attention, not only of our MPs, but to our local authorities, um, to our mayors, um, and uh, to our political leaders when it comes to taking action internationally. Thank you so much, Steve, for speaking with us. It's really great to hear from your experience of actually being at COP. Thank you very much. And thank you to you too for listening to this episode. We hope you've really enjoyed it and really enjoyed getting to hear from another JPIT team member. We'll be back soon with a, 
another episode so make sure to check out wherever you listen to your podcasts and in the meantime if green issues and the climate crisis is something that you're really passionate about then make sure to check out the Jacob website because we are always campaigning on loads of justice and climate issues and so make sure to check that out and to look